Hi, I'm Leah Longbreak, producer at Evergreen Podcasts and the host of Weddings Unveiled, a podcast for those planning the big day, for those in the wedding industry, or if you're an all-things bridal enthusiast. On Weddings Unveiled, we feature real brides and couples who discuss their firsthand planning experience. Their journey, of course, begins with the proposal. For today's episode of Cheer, in celebration of Valentine's Day, I want to share the proposal stories from those that have been on Weddings Unveiled so far. Our first bride, Chef Stephanie Paganini, tells us about her hilarious experience of being proposed to by her husband, Alan, on live television. My husband, Alan, and I had been dating for about a year. And my older sister, Beth, had sort of a whirlwind relationship where she met a guy, they moved in together and got engaged and were planning their wedding within a very short amount of time. So my um, husband, Alan, had said to me when we were just dating, like, look, let's not take anything away from her experience and let's just be prepared. I'm not going to propose anytime soon because this is sort of Beth's year. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess that sounds good. <laughs> I do regular food segments on Fox 8 News in the morning. I'm on once a month. I had scheduled it months you know, previously, and the menus are usually done about a month and ahead. So I knew what I was doing, which happened to be a beet salad. And I was all set to do it. I showed up that day and the producer, Margaret Dakin, who's a wonderful person, said, hey, you know, the news crews are going to have to be doing something outside. Can you pull into the studio? So my car got pulled into like the van lot indoors, which I thought was weird, but I'm like, okay. So I got there and I was running late that morning. So my hair was like in that messy bun. When I got there, I had forgotten a backing to one of my earrings and it had fallen out somehow, you know, along the way. I had forgotten an apron they had an apron in the studio. I just folded it in half so it didn't have the, the Fox logo, tied that around my waist. I and mean, I was having one of those mornings. And Margaret was like, where are your earrings? And Because usually I wear big earrings. And she said, I said, oh, I lost one. And so she's like, I'm going to find it. So she was digging through my car. And then she's like, you know, you need lipstick. And I was like, Margaret, it's a three minute segment. I know I don't look good today. Like it's fine. And she's like, no, I really feel like you should wear just, she goes, I've got makeup. And so she went up to her office and she was like putting makeup on me. And I was like, I must look so bad today that she's trying so hard to make me look better for TV. <laughs> so I go and I do my segment and I do it with Christy, who's, you know, wonderful. We work really well together, Christy Capel. And Usually at the end, Wayne Dawson and Stephanie Schaefer come in and they eat the food and all of us sort of chat as we go off air. And so Christy said, you know, oh, this is a great, you know, beet salad, blah, blah, blah. Guys, come try it. And they didn't come. And I was like, well, that's weird. Like, why? Like, I said, I must look terrible. My beet salad must seem so awful that nobody wants to eat it. And there was this huge children's choir that had been singing on set all day. So I, I'm like, you know, we're looking around and I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody do something. Like, cause Christy wasn't like talking or saying, okay, well, let's go to break. Cause I'm like thinking, no, oh my God, this is dead air. Like get, get off the dead air. You know, like nobody wants to eat my beet salad. Like, <laughs> so then all of a sudden around the corner comes Stephanie Schaefer and Wayne Dawson and, and they're holding like Alan's arm. My first thought is like, why is my boyfriend here? And then I thought, oh my God, my family died. 
And they have brought him to tell me that my family has died because oh my I don't God. know why. This was my first thought. <laughs> I didn't think, oh, my boyfriend's here to propose. I thought, oh, my family's dead and he's going to come tell me. So he walks up to me and he starts talking about how when we first started dating, I made a beet salad. And, and I'm thinking, but my family's dead. Like, what are you doing? You know? And so then he pulls me out from around the demo table and he gets down on one knee. And that's when I realized, oh, he's proposing. <laughs> and I was so happy and so relieved that I started crying. But like, not like, you know, the girls you see in the videos, how they're like, oh, and they're like beautiful and like just sort of lightly patting their eye, their perfect makeup. Right. I was like crying so hard. One, because like he proposed when I didn't think he was going to for a long time. My family was not dead. That's not why he was there. <laughs> That everyone really did like my beet salad. They weren't running away because they didn't want to taste it. So I started ugly crying. Like I had snot coming out. And you can see it because it's live on television. Snot coming out of my nose. I was crying so hard. But the ring was beautiful. The ring was beautiful. And that's, that's the important part of the proposal, right? Did you say yes right away? I did. I did. I mean, I was crying like I had my hand covering my face, trying to cover the snot. I was like thinking thousands of things at once, but I did manage to say yes, which was good. Our next bride, Ashley Lou Conrad, made the decision to still go forward with her wedding while navigating the COVID-19 pandemic and smoke from the California wildfires. But before she had to make that difficult decision, she made an easy one by saying yes to her fiance when he proposed on a trip to Colorado. We happened to meet on Match. So that in itself is sort of like, oh, we're one of those testimonials, like a lot of people, I think, even just because online dating is pretty huge and everyone knows someone who's met somebody online. Oh, yeah. It was one of those circumstances where you even think to yourself that with dating, like being very difficult, you don't even consider the fact that it could happen, you know, going into it. And that's kind of what it was like for myself, just trying to wing it and see what happens. And it ended up working out for us really well. So we're <laughs> really, really lucky. We were basically dated for two years and he proposed last year in September. We went on a trip to Colorado where he's from. And we got to do like a little road trip to check out like city to city. We checked out his home that he grew up at, like at least from the outside. And we were uh, at the top of a mountain called Mount Evans. And I'm not much of a hiker. So it's actually a very, <laughs> very high altitude, top of the peak of this beautiful mountain. And I want to see it was over 14,000 feet. Oh, wow. Up. And this is your first time in Colorado, right? First time. Yeah. It was absolutely beautiful. We got up to the top and funny enough, you know, we had talked about wanting to get married and everything. And I'm kind of a control freak a little bit. So <laughs> he already knew that I wanted to choose the ring and everything. I mean, <laughs> I wanted to make sure it was perfect. So basically I had set up an appointment to buy the ring and take a look at it and everything. But when we planned it, it was for like a future date. So I really was taken aback when he actually did propose because I didn't pick the ring yet. So he pulls out this ring and I'm going to call <laughs> it like a prop ring because it was basically, it looked like the ring that I was looking into. 
And that's just what he wanted to do to at least surprise me. So he surprised me with this prop ring. (laughs) It was very short and sweet. Also, just from talking to other girls and, and everything, I know that they've said before, oh, I've want to make sure my nails are done. I want to make sure that they're ready and that, and I want someone there to take a picture. But for us, it was completely secluded and I didn't even brush my hair. I mean, my (laughs) hair was tied up. I'd had no nail polish on. I was completely unkempt because I was not prepared, but it was a really nice surprise. It was like a really sweet moment for us. And we're not like big on social media too much anyway. So it was very sweet that it was just our moment together. Yeah. You know, he kind of professed his love a little bit for you know, a minute <laughs> and it was really quick and really beautiful. And we both cried a little bit and it was a really sweet moment for us. And it's funny, he grabbed the wrong hand, which was really cute. So I switched the <laughs> hand really fast. Like, no, no, it's this one. I'm pretty sure I just mumbled, thank you, because I had no <laughs> idea what to say. I was in so much shock. I was just like, thanks, I love you. And then we just hugged and that was it. Real bride Nicole Phil, who has been in 10 weddings, shares with us her sweet surprise by the city of Cleveland skyline. So we had been dating for about seven years In the spring, we went to, I believe the restaurant is Luca now. It was Pointe Vecchio at the time on the Superior Viaduct. Classic Cleveland spot. Yes, it was gorgeous. So we we had a really good dinner. It's the first time I had ever been there. And so afterwards, we walked down out to the edge over by the river, and um, he got down on one knee and proposed there. And so how long between the proposal and the actual wedding? It was a little more than a year, not quite a year and a half, a little bit more than a year between when he proposed and when we set the actual date was um, April 28th. After 10 years of dating, her now fiancé, Polly, Deanna D. First, details her special holiday proposal. Well, I always said, don't do it on a house. No Christmas. You can't do Christmas. Everybody does Christmas. So, of course, what does he do? He does Christmas. And <laughs> my mom always put me on scavenger hunts growing up. So, Polly put me on a scavenger hunt. And he's actually done it a few Christmases before. So, I just didn't, you know, it's always in the back of my mind. But I kept thinking, oh, maybe it's a trip. Like, who knows? So, I mean, he had me outside. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, then I came in. And the last clue was in the Christmas tree. And I looked at it and it was blank. And then I was like, what? And I turned around and he knelt down and, and it was perfect because I'm just a very like private, intimate person. Like I hate big crowds, like staring at me while he's proposing. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's, can, it can be cute. Cause then all your family and friends are there, but I just love that it was in our home that we bought together in our living room. And so what he had did was the year before he saved the trunk of the Christmas tree and he made the box that the ring was in out of the trunk of the Christmas tree. He had, it was a heart shaped and it twists open. And then he had the nail holding it together was a nail just from our house that he engraved as a heart. I mean, I know it's just. It's so incredibly romantic. (laughs) I I love that. I did not expect that. And he just told me the full story about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are just, you put a lot of thought. And then he asked my parents too. He went to both of them separately before, a week before Christmas and asked. And I just, it was, and then we went to our families after Christmas morning. So it was like, I still got to celebrate with everybody (laughs) and also do it on my terms. So yes, Polly, he did a good job. (laughs) I think Polly has made a lot of men have to step up a little bit in their proposal game. (laughs) 
<laughs> Another thing, though, is I've waited for 10 years. I was like, come on. I mean, he had to bring it good. <laughs> Our next proposal is with real couple Nikita and Carl Mantow. After meeting and falling in love, working for the NBA team, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Carl surprised Nikita in front of 23,000 cheering fans. Here is their really fun and super sweet story. There was a little pressure of 22,000 people. Yeah. Well, so the backstory, Nikita and I both worked for the Cleveland Cavaliers at the time. So, of course, we've always seen people that get engaged on the Jumbotron and you know, it's always random fans, but I wanted to do it there because not only did we work there, but that's how we met and it meant something to us. So I wanted to tie that together. Plus with our family there for how many hours you work in the sports world, anyone that knows that it's just like other jobs too, but it's like many, many hours. So I felt like that was our family away from our personal family. And so oh, yeah. Yeah. for us to do it there, I think it really just hit the spot of something very close to yeah. us. And you know that during that time, too. You were there. So, so Nikita yeah. was on the, the promotions team. So her and her team were the ones out there like throwing T-shirts and entertaining fans during timeouts. So a few weeks prior, I worked with her boss to set it up that during a timeout, she would be in a section throwing out fan packs to people. <laughs> and the night of, they told her that, hey, some sales reps, of which I was a sales rep, are going to be in that section just so the promotion goes well and it looks good on camera, just give some of the bags to those sales reps standing there just to get it done. And so time came to be, I was standing right next to her and I'm like jumping for joy on the camera. And so she hands me a fan pack and thankfully we have the whole thing on video. You can see, I take the fan Aww. pack and I just chuck it to the <laughs> side. And I'm like waving at the camera. And <laughs> Not knowing what's about to happen. No, and I got down on one knee and I opened the ring box and I honestly didn't even get a chance to ask her. There are thousands yeah. of people cheering and fans are going nuts. And she just put her hands over her mouth and started crying and gave me a head nod. And then funny thing too on the videos, I didn't take the ring out and give it to her. I just put it back in his <laughs> box. He shut it and then he just hugged me. And I was like, okay, I guess we gotta hug it out now. Yeah. Camera. Oh, that's great. The quick side story, though, the funny thing is that the biggest argument we have ever had in the entire history of our relationship was the day before. Oh, my gosh. Because she had the where is this relationship going fight with me. And I'm like, I know I'm proposing tomorrow, but oh. I can't show my hand. So I had to act the whole way through the yeah, argument. I don't know if you knew that story, like, Leah. No, we're making great progress. I like where we are. We Let's just stay we in there. We were supposed to go look at rings. And I, <laughs> I knew the jeweler. And so he was going to do some setting and trial settings with us. And he kept blowing it off. So I was more like, where the heck is this guy going with this? I'm getting a point now that you won't even make an appointment to go do this. Oh. Or here he was doing it all behind my back. Little did I know. So he played out a full-on argument. Yeah. So and then, I was taken off guard when yeah. it actually happened. <laughs> and then 10 seconds after I proposed, we are on this platform in the arena. Fans are cheering, coming up to us, congratulating us. This strange guy walks up. He goes, are you Carl? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, I'm the jeweler that made your ring. 
Yeah. Oh. And he's like, I knew your name and I knew you worked for the Cavs. I had no idea you'd be doing it at a game. And I had no idea I would be sitting three rows in front of where it yeah, happened. Section. Yeah. So we got a picture with that guy. I'm like, <laughs> thanks, man. You did a and good it's job. on the video. What a yep. memory. Yeah. Yep. That was the coolest thing is just capturing that. And it was a lot getting the ring leading up to that point. But I remember I was like, where's my family in the stand? And he's like, I forgot to request uh, tickets. I forgot to get them tickets to the game. <laughs> <laughs> no one was there. Had a lot on my mind. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was just everyone around us, all the players, like that night we went out and celebrated, and we saw them out and about, and they congratulated us because we were faces that were around there for a while, you know, and when yeah. you're on the floor working, and he's after the game working around the players, it's, like we said, it's a family. So even to have from high end to low end to an usher to somebody, everyone was so engaged with our time together and meeting and it was just something special because it was a couple of years yeah. under our belt by that point. Yeah. Uh, okay. we and I got one more little side story related to the proposal. <laughs> so we've moved around and we've been married 13 years coming up here in a couple of weeks. And just a couple months ago, we were living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, nowhere near Cleveland, Ohio. And Nikita and her friends have a Cleveland Browns backers club in Milwaukee. And I helped run that. She helps run yeah. it. Well, we were watching a Browns game, and this guy was in town visiting on business. From and, Cleveland, so they drop in. If and he just looked it up online and saw this club, so he showed up to watch the game. And halfway through the game, you know, a complete stranger goes, okay, this is going to sound really weird, but did the two of you get engaged on the Jumbotron at a Cavs game, I don't know, like 10 years ago? And I'm like, I'm like yeah. Oh, listen, this is crazy, <laughs> what? you know? Yeah, and he remembered us. He remembers us. He's like, I was a season ticket holder back then, and I remember seeing you guys around. And yeah. so that one stuck out to me because I was like, oh, two employees actually got engaged. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And That's yeah, so it was awesome. just funny how he remembered. Like, well, he's also a six foot four American guy, and I'm a five foot two Hindu Indian girl. So it's like, <laughs> you don't see those, you know, as often. So it all kind of came together to him. And it was like, how random is this? But it yeah. just shows how small the world is and degrees of separation. And lastly, my proposal story. My now husband, Patrick, proposed to me in October of 2017 at Great Lakes Brewing Company at the annual Christmas Ale Tapping. And why that was so special and important is because three years prior, <laughs> in October of 2014, he and I were at the Great Lakes Christmas Ale Tapping. And normally our friends would be out with us, whether we were going as individuals pre-dating. And then, you know, obviously now we're starting to see each other, our friendship developed. And this year, no one showed up. And it was just the two of us. And that's when he was like, well, I like it just being the two of us. And we became officially a couple. So then fast forward three years later in 2017 at the ale tapping, our friends were there. And oddly enough, my parents were able to make it. Like they would say in the past, like, oh, we'd love to go to that. But they never obviously would. It's also a standing room only type of event. Generally, there's tables, but it's like really hard to get. But we, for whatever reason, were able to score this like 10-person table on the second floor of the restaurant. And my parents are there. And Patrick says to me, oh, my mom's going to stop by with my grandma. And I'm like, that's weird because his mom doesn't drink beer and doesn't ever go to the brewery. So this is where I'm starting to get suspicious. His mom ends up showing up. And so I get up to go greet her. As I'm hugging her, I hear Leah, 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 and I turn around, 
And Patrick's down on one knee and all my family and friends are like phones out with video and taking pictures like paparazzi. And he, Patrick's asking me to marry him and I, I'm in shock. So um, even though I was a little suspicious, it's still shocking. I didn't cry like I thought I would. I literally thought all these years that if I got proposed to, I'd be a mess. But instead I started like nervous giggling uncontrollably. <laughs> and finally Patrick's like, is this a yes? Like, do you, you know, I'm, it's awkward down here basically. So I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Like, yeah, you know, it was just super sweet and super romantic and perfect. And we then a year and a half later got married at Great Lakes. So everything came full circle. The proposal was just absolutely perfect. I'd like to thank our real brides and groom for sharing their proposal story. Hear more of my interviews and advice from industry insiders and real couples on Weddings Unveiled with Leah Longbreak. New episodes released every other Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Cheer. We like to acknowledge the Evergreen team for making this podcast possible. You can listen to Cheer and more of our podcasts by subscribing on your favorite podcast app or visit evergreenpodcast.com. From all of us at Evergreen, we wish you a happy Valentine's Day. There is no hood like parenthood. When you meet a fellow parent, you just kind of get each other on a whole nother level. Hi, I'm Kanika Chanda Gupta. I'm a former CNN journalist, mom of three, including twins, and host of That's Total Mom Sense, the podcast. I interview changemakers on their life lessons, legacy, and superpower of intuition, aka their mom sense and dad sense. I've had some pretty amazing parents on my show. Hey, what's up? I'm Kelly Rowland. Hi, this is Chelsea Clinton. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. Episodes release every Thursday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. Join my tribe at thatstotalmomsense.com and follow me on Instagram at Kanika Chadda Gupta. I'm thrilled to be on this journey with you. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.